Blog Talk Radio. Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit jockjournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At jockjournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's jockjournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to go, and it's jockjournal.com. Listening to Jack Journal Radio. And now it is time for the Sports Drive. Your host, Josh Lopez, will be taking calls for the next two hours. And his co host, Sean Mann, will be giving you up to date news direct from JockJournal.com. So get on the line and become a Jock Star. Everybody live here on Shock Journal Radio. It's the Sports Drive here with Sean Mann and Josh Wilkins right here on JockJournal.com. We got open phone lines for you at 602-753-1743. Once again, that number is 602-753-1743. Let's have some fun, ladies and gents, as we talk the wild world of sports. Uh, we've got lots of topics here. If you're uh, in the chat room or listening to the show live, you can see the full rundown for today's show. If you want to come in and be part of today's show, you have a rant, a soliloquy, a diatribe about your favorite sports team or players or coaches, uh, this is the place for you. Give us a call at 602-753-1743. This is the most non-politically correct sports talk radio show in the world. And this is a show for sports fans that like to have a fun time and not have to be told what teams they have to like. With that said, let's get some particulars out of the way. First of all, uh, check out jockjournal.com. We appreciate everything Nash Carey and the cool people at uh, Jock Journal do for us to let us be on air each day. We're live every Monday, Tuesdays, uh, Thursdays, and Fridays from 1030 p.m. to 12.30 p.m. Central Time, which makes it 11.30 to 1.30 the East Coast. If you live in the West, figure it out for yourself. Um, <laughs> we got Sean Mann. We got, we got Sean Mann. We got Frank. We'll get to those guys in a couple seconds. Uh, follow us on social media. We're at Twitter at DasSportsDrive. Um, I'm at Twitter at WZJoshLopez. Follow Sean at Twitter at SeanMannSWR. We'll be implementing Frank's new Twitter account sometime today, so Frank's having a new uh, Twitter account. Um, besides that, we got a lot to get to. we got a fact or fiction segment, our new weekly Thursday segment. Um, if you guys checked out uh, uh, last Thursday's show, as you can check out all our on-demand shows here on Ball Talk Radio, I came up with a segment called Yes or No. So we're going to be doing that in the first hour. We'll talk about Kevin McHale being fired. Um, 
also had the Skippy Bills Bash Hour with my buddy Brian Stone. It's been a great addition to the Bash Hour. And then uh, me and Frank Frankel are going to have a pro wrestling debate today. Yeah, you're right about that. And, oh, you're right about that, yes. <laughs> and uh, we'll wrap it up the show, unfortunately, talking about the Tennessee Titans, Jacksonville Jaguars, News Fest, and why Thursday Night Football should not be happening. With that said, let's get the sports drive started. Let me first introduce our friend and weekly contributor to Sports Drive. It's our friend. It's your friend. It's a big win. Frank Sprinkle out of middle of nowhere, USA. Middle of nowhere? Wait, if I'm in the middle of nowhere, then why do I have power? And to that effect, uh, I'm able to join you two and have a gentlemanly conversation in the middle of hey, nowhere. Hey, Sean calls... So, Sean calls us from Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, and I, I'm, I'm, That's I'm more the, the middle of nowhere than actually where I am. It. Well, I'm the only person on this crew that actually doesn't go for the city. You two jabronis are the suburbs. I'm actually more uh, in the suburbs than Sean is. True. Uh, speaking of Sean, let's introduce our lovely co-host. Uh, we'll talk about his bowling adventures in a couple seconds, but let me introduce our good friend and my good friend, Sean Nance, the historian, man. What's going on, buddy? I'm doing good, Josh and Frank. Welcome, everybody, to Thursday, November 19th, 2015. It's 11.35 a.m. on the East Coast, which makes it 8.35 p.m. Actually, 8.35 a.m. on the West. I just about said p.m. Everybody be like, whoa, it's already morning. We're already waking up and working. <laughs> Wait a minute, Sean. Sean, you made everybody in the West figure it out what time it is. Dude, they're supposed to figure it out for themselves. Shame on you. Shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> the weather right now in Coeur right d'Alene is about 31 degrees Fahrenheit. It's really, really cold here, but uh, sunshiny, though. But it's it's cold. It's November. How are you, Josh? And how's the weather out there in the Windy City? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, weather right now here in the Windy City is windy. It's really going to start to be cold uh, here in Chicago. We're actually going to get our first hit of snow, so that's not going to be a lot of fun. With that said, let's get the... Uh, sports drive started. Uh, we got a lot to get to and not a lot of time, so we'll try to get this first topic out of the way. Uh, as we all know, there's only two things that come with Sean Man. One, getting haircuts at Walmart, and two, Wednesday night bowling adventures. Wednesdays are the only times that we're not on air weekly, and uh, we need to find out the weekly results of Sean Man at the Coeur d'Alene, Idaho Bowling Alley. Go ahead, bud. How did you do last night? Good, ladies and gentlemen. I shot a 106, a 108, oh, right. and a yes. 123. And I got a strike, and I tagged Josh, everybody, on Facebook Woo-hoo! with me getting a strike. You bowled into triple digits on three separate games. Dude, I am so <laughs> proud of you. Listen, let me ask you this. Did the, the Bowling Hall of Fame in St. Louis give you a call a, a late last night? I didn't get any calls on my phone. Dude, I was you better, having, better have your phone by you because the Bowling Hall of Fame in St. Louis may be trying to get a hold of you. Look, it's been a rough bowling <laughs> season. Hey, Frank, it's been a rough bowling season. Okay, that, and then I also had a night long night owning up a bet. A bet? That's your issue, dude. Yeah, I, I lost a bet. That's, yeah, uh, you really, lost. It's, it's a painful so one. So you're a bet. winner and a loser in one day. Hey, I'm always a winner because I come out on top and I believe in myself. Anyway, other than that, though, back to you guys. Lost bet. 
Yes, I lost sure. that, and well, I don't like this bet. <laughs> and it's Ladies a good transition because uh, I was going to say it was a good transition because Sean lost the MDA bet last night. Uh, before we get into our first topic, I just want to read off the scores for uh, last night's NBA uh, games. If that's okay with you guys? Sure. Is that okay? Well, go ahead. Hey, there were some late games. I'm uh, up for one of them. Yep. <laughs> Charlotte beat the Brooklyn Nets 116-111. The Pacers beat the 76ers 112-85. The 76ers are now 0-12. The Magic beat the Timberwolves 104-101 in overtime. As we mentioned, the Mavericks beat the Boston Celtics at the TD base. North Gardens, 106-102. We had the Thunder, 110 against the Pelicans, 103. Hawks beat the Kings. Rockets beat the Trail Blazers in overtime. Spurs beat the Nuggets. Utah Jazz beat the Toronto Raptors. That was an upset. And then the Chicago Bulls walked into the, the Tire Sleep Resort Arena to beat the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> I wasn't sleeping. I watched it. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's a terrible name for a, uh, a stadium. Anyway, the Bulls won 103-97. The Bulls take on the defending uh, FBA champions, the Golden State Warriors, on Friday at WGN. So that's going to be a really interesting game for the Bulls who are on their West Coast trip. Uh, and it's on ESPN as well, so people across the country can watch it. Yes. Yeah. First topic of the day, it was the big news that came out yesterday. It's right before I was going to do my wrestling radio show, guys. Uh, really quickly, uh, Kevin McHale was fired yesterday. We'll start off with the Boston fan, Sean Mann. Uh, what was your thoughts on this, buddy, really quick? Uh, who should be the new head coach of the Houston Rockets, if there's any out there that should be the new coach? All right, uh, Josh, yeah, this was a bit shocking news yesterday. 11 games into the season, the Houston Rockets fired their head coach and Kevin McHale. I have always had respect for Kevin McHale. I, I'm not going to get too much into detail about the job he did when he was a player, but I've always had respect for him. Uh, I was just really, really shocked when I saw that. Why fire him 11 games into the season? You know what I'm really, really thinking, gentlemen, with this news? I think – that the Houston Rockets losing the Western Conference Finals has really affected them. There's a lot of problems with the Rockets. I still see them maybe being a playoff team this year, but I was just surprised just to see that happen. couple options could be for Kevin McHale. He's already re- received an offer from the Boston Celtics. Danny Ainge reached out to him and offered him a position, or he could go back to NBA TV and become an analyst. There has been maybe a possibility that he could do that. I remember with NBA TV, he used to do it. But Josh and Frank, I was pretty shocked to hear about it. And as far as a coach goes, Josh, uh, I think with them going with an interim is okay for now, but it's going to be hard to say who could really be a good coach to lead that team for Houston. They haven't won a championship in, since 1995. So there's a lot of uncertainty right now in Houston for the Rockets. Yeah, but it's also a tough right? uh, Western Conference. Uh, Josh was mentioned about the Golden State Warriors. Look, look, let's face it. The Golden State Warriors are not going to go 82-0, and 0, but they are going to win that conference. They're going to have the number one seed by the time everything is said and done, pending a, an epic collapse with Steph Curry going down with injury, let's say, which I don't see happening, but you never know. Uh, as far as Kevin McHale goes, uh, listen, nothing is shamed here about Kevin McHale. Grant, they were 4-7. and seven. Uh, I get the sense that the Rockets weren't a motivated team. It's not. This doesn't have anything to do with injuries. They're a healthy club, but the problem is 
the same players that they had going to the Western Conference Finals last year uh, just weren't producing. And obviously, they saw that there needed to be a change at the head coaching position, uh, which I'll say this about the head coaching position. They need to find somebody that's going to light a fire and motivate these guys. Kevin McHale, look, he's going to land on his feet. Danny Ainge, he's got nothing to shame to be fired. I mean, granted, it's part of the of the territory. Now, the options here, does he want to stay in basketball or does he want to go to NBA TV? Now, if he goes to NBA TV, does he get paid uh, his contract with the Rockets still? Mm-hmm. Okay, because I think if he were to take a job as a coach, whether as a head coach or an assistant coach somewhere else, uh, that he yeah. would – that that I believe he wouldn't be paid uh, the salary with the Rockets. You know what? If I'm Kevin McHale, um, based on what has happened here, that he that he got fired, that things were going rough. And by the way, for Kevin McHale, let me say this: at least you're not the head coach of the Philadelphia 76ers. At least you didn't have six men on the court with your team, which I'd never mm-hmm. have seen before in an NBA game. We saw it last night. But maybe Kevin McHale needs some time off. You guys figured that? I say maybe go to NBA TV and take a little time off from coaching and come back. Uh, when you're ready, maybe in a year or two. And Josh, going to you, me, what was your thoughts? Yeah, your thoughts about Kevin McHale, Josh. Um, for me, I have two foods food of thoughts here. I know uh, it's kind of different because it's two different sports, but um, Kevin McHale kind of reminds me a lot of Mike Singletary, when Mike Singletary was a coach. You know, he was a great player in the 80s, but just didn't seem to connect with his players from a coaching end. Uh, and I saw good recommendation for you guys who are football fans out there. See uh, the Football Life documentary on uh, NFL. That was Network great. Yes, Steelers I saw there. it. That was really I saw good. It. Um, Let's see. Anyway, um, I, I thought Kevin McHale did an okay job. I mean, look at the size. Um, obviously, the Warriors making the playoff, uh, making it to the NBA Finals. The the Rockets gave the Warriors a run for their money during the playoffs last year. So um, it wasn't like there were scrubs. It wasn't like they didn't make the playoffs or anything. It's unfortunate. It is what it is. But when I look at this team on paper, guys, as far as who could be the new head coach, this screams Tom Thibodeau. Listen, with Tom Thibodeau, Josh, I think the change was right because Tom Thibodeau wanted various – look, this has nothing to do with the players here, though I think it had an effect with the Bulls players – but this was more about Tom Thibodeau and his clash with the front office, clashing with Gar Foreman and John Paxton. However, if you look at the players, I don't think they were really – I think maybe to a point they respected Thibodeau. They respected the the fact that he uh, liked to work. But I think maybe the players felt that they were overworked and there was no sense of relaxation. I mean, don't you get the sense with that? I don't remember who it was, but I – but there was a bull player that came out, he was, was, was quoting the Chicago Tribune, as saying that it's definitely a different vibe here with Fred Hoiberg, that uh, that they feel more calm, cool, and collective. I think for the Bulls, too, they wanted to look at a head coach, besides the fact with the front office clash, which what did Tom Thibodeau in, they wanted somebody that was going to bring uh, a sense of relaxation among the Chicago Bulls team. Mm-hmm. I have to, so I have I, to mention... You, 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 do you think Tom Thibodeau would be a good coach for the Rockets? That's a good point. Uh, I was just going to uh, reply to that. You know what, Josh? I think it is a possibility that he could go to Houston. But I think maybe if Houston, if Thibodeau uh, is not up to that idea, there's got to be more to that. Uh, my question to both of you is, 
could Houston look at other alternatives if Tom Thibodeau doesn't go to the Houston Rockets? It could be a, a good fit. You. I got a name for you. This guy has been uh, – Tom Thibodeau, I'll say this. If he's going to come and coach in the, with the Rockets or somebody else, he's got to realize that you've got to earn certain power that's reserved for Phil Jackson, uh, Pat Riley, or in the case of today, Greg Popovich. I'll give you another name to throw out. He has coached in the Western Conference. He has coached within the same division as the Houston Rockets. What about Scotty Brooks, the former Oklahoma City Thunder coach? They went to an NBA Finals in 2012. Um, for me, I could see possibly Scott, Scott Skiles being the coach for the Rockets. I don't know if he's on a new team or anything, but I, I, I think that would be an interesting wild card. But do you guys have any uh, predictions for Kev, uh, new head coach for the Rockets? Please give us a call at 602-753-1743. You're listening to the Sports Drive here on Jock Journal Radio and JockJournal.com with Sean Mann and the big win, Frank Sprinkle. Joshua Lopez here. Uh, hope you guys are enjoying the show uh, so far. We got a lot to get into. Before we get to our first commercial break of the day, gentlemen, um, so far, uh, you know, it's only been about six weeks since the NBA season started. Well, I don't know if you guys have been watching too much NBA, but from what you've seen so far, who's impressing you the most? Let's start off with Frank. Well, I'll, I'll start with the obvious. You know, you knew the defending NBA champion, Golden State Warriors, were going to be a team to reckon with. But let me ask you guys this. Are you surprised that they have not lost a game to this point? I am. I mean, this is a team that, what are they, 12-0 and right now, 11-0? and mm-hmm. They're 12-0. and 12-0 and right now. And, Josh, you were mentioning against the Bulls. And, by the way, I will be home um, in time. I, that's, thank goodness that's a late game because I will be home to watch that game, 9.30 Central, um, in, as far as Chicago time between the Bulls and the Rockets. I'm looking forward to that game. Uh, but you look at the Rockets, uh, no, probably not the Rockets, but the Golden State Warriors, they're 12-0. and <laughs> San Antonio, no surprise there, they're 9-2, and of course. Well, Greg Popovich, uh, this is a team that uh, is, is always going to be competitive. i got to be honest, there's really no surprises. I just don't see any surprises in the NBA this year. I mean, do you guys see any surprises? I really can't find any surprises. It seems that all of the teams that uh, – are in contention or were in the postseason last year are playing pretty good. Even Sean, Boston Celtics, they're six and five. They're in first place in the Eastern Conference Atlantic Division. There's just no surprises for me. I th- I think that uh with Golden State Warriors, they are a team that has really surprised everybody. It's you know what? When you win a championship, the hardest thing is it's hard to repeat. Layover. That's the hard, you know, it, it is true. It's hard to repeat because then everybody is like going after you and stuff too. So I have to say right now, the biggest surprise, I guess, would be the Golden State Warriors. I think everybody's surprised by them. LeBron James, he came out and he said something that the Warriors right. are a team yeah. that is looking more impressive than us and that they're hungry to win it all again. It That's is true. And mm-hmm. I don't, I, I sincerely hope we don't have. Uh, LeBron in the NBA Finals. I have to say this. The Golden State Warriors, they're a surprise. And I think another, because they're undefeated, they haven't lost a game. Another team that's not uh, doing well that I probably expected to be a surprise that was going to be this bad and and really getting off to a bad start, I'm going to go with the L.A. Lakers. They're a team that just doesn't have it this year. Kobe Bryant coming out saying he uh, stinks, he's bad, he doesn't have it. Well, look, let me tell you something about the L.A. 
Let me tell you something about the L.A. Lakers. They've been a team that has tried to feel like they could be back in contention and be a threat in the Western Conference. The L.A. Lakers are not even close to being a serious contender in the Western Conference. To me, Josh and Frank, bottom line is the L.A. Lakers, I think they're a team that's going to be rebuilding. They could be maybe, got oh, to, oh boy, three, five years away from contending in the Western Conference. I'm glad to go with the West, but I'm going to – I'm going to go with the East, though, okay? I, I did the West. I'm going to go a little bit with the East. Eastern Conference. Um, Frank and Josh, I was just busting your chops with the uh, conference call, the Chicago Bulls. They're a surprise. Oh, they've been Sean, playing great. No. They've, been, no they've been playing, you know, they've been playing great basketball in the Eastern Conference. They've been, you know, no last surprise. night they bu- barely pulled that game out in Phoenix. They did well there. And, of course, uh, I'm not trying to be biased here, Josh and Frank, but, yeah, I I do have to say that the Boston Celtics are playing a lot better basketball. They have been – things have been going well for them and clicking. And, of course, the Cavaliers are, of course, no surprise either. They were expected to be very good. But it's always good, though, Josh, with this segment – I'm glad you brought this in for the rundown – to always talk about who do we think is honestly surprising people. And and we still got a long way to go. I mean – Come now. We're only in the month of November. Wait till things really start picking up around February and March because that's going to be the heat of the basketball race right there. And what I'm getting at is you're going to have teams that are going to be contending for spots in the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference. And I think, though, too, I think everybody's still going to be wondering which conference is going to be better. Is it going to be the Eastern Conference or is it going to be the Western Conference? Josh, uh, the floor is yours. Who do you, uh, anybody surprising you so far this NBA season? Only the, even though we're a couple weeks into the season. I'll say that Golden State is not a surprise to me because Golden State's the best pure team in the NBA. They're twelve and known for a reason because they're a real basketball team. Discipline too. Case in point with San, it's same case in point with the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, surprises, Sean. Uh, in the Western Conference, I'll say the Dallas Mavericks. So far, they're eight and four. Um, they're they're playing better. I'll say this: uh, I could go on a limb, and maybe I'm wrong on this, guys. But I think the Western Conference is getting worse this year, in my opinion. Other teams that surprising me: uh, the Denver Nuggets, six and six. Uh, Utah Jazz, six and five. Uh, it's kind of early, but you know. That's something out of the box here. Um, for the Eastern Conference, guys, uh, the New York Knicks, I thought the Knicks would be at the same place the 76ers are, but the Knicks are 6-6. Six six. Uh, disappointment, the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, the disappointment, Brooklyn Nets, 2-10. Um, you know, you have Washington at 5-4. and four. Portland Trailblazers were one of the best teams in the Western Conference last year. Now they're 4-9. and nine. Um, and then, you know, a team that I really thought was going to be on a surge because they're a younger team, they have the good players with the New Orleans Pelicans, but this team has more injuries than the Chicago Bears. <laughs> if you look at their roster and their injury report, it's ridiculous. <laughs> they're they're 1-11 right now. Um, I, I Honestly, I feel uh, that when you look at the, like, Golden State and Cleveland, you got to look at the teams they played so far this season. It's not a surprise that they have the record they are. It's not like the Warriors and Cavaliers have faced really hard-hitting teams so far. 
You know, Josh, you bring up the Dallas Mavericks with them being eight and four. Uh, Mark Cuban, you know very, very well, does not want the Mavericks to be a team that falls out of the Western Conference. He won't tolerate it. Mark Cuban is a guy who wants to win every game that he sees his team play. They picked up a big win last night. But when you think about the way the Dallas Mavericks are, I remember what you were saying, Josh, when we used to be with SWR. You said that when the Mavericks lost in five games to the Houston Rockets, it was because you looked at an old team, slow, not going after loose basketballs, after the loose basketball. Uh, my thing with the Mavericks is, is this. Can they keep this up? Can they stay in contention? I know it's early, but if the playoffs start today, Dallas would be the third seed in the Western Conference. Frank, I got to ask you, your assessment of the Dallas Mavericks. Well, understand this. As long as you have Mark Cuban owning the Dallas Mavericks, this is a team that's always going to be in the spotlight. Let's face it, because Mark Cuban, a guy that I have great respect and admiration for as an owner, as well as a high energetic person that loves life beyond beyond means, uh, that's the reason why they're going to be in the spotlight here. Now, Dallas, they're a team that's older, though. I mean, this is a team that uh, is going to be looking at rebuilding, and that's what they're going to have to do because they're, they're an older team. Yeah, that makes a good point. I mean, I, I, I just look at where the NBA is right now. I think this is going to be more of a surge as the years go by with the Eastern Conference being the more dominant uh, conference. Um, you know, I could say this. Uh, I mean, when, uh, you, you talked about, Frank, earlier that there's no surprises with the NBA. That's been kind of my issue. There's been, that's been kind of my major issue with the NBA over the last couple of years. I understand sports you can't predict, but when it comes to like entertainment-wise and the predictability of sports, I think the NBA is the most predictable. And if I ever thought there was a sport that was fixed, it would be the NBA, especially wait, with how they handle it. Tim Dunahee, wait. Does it have to do with Tim Dunahee? No, this has to do with LeBron James and Joy Crawford. Dude, LeBron James is the darling of the NBA. The NBA wants to see LeBron do good because if LeBron does good, then there's interest. There's there's that one name. See, look, I understand this, Josh. I understand about the NBA. You too, Sean. The NBA is a league that, out of all four of the professional sports leagues. Perhaps the NFL, too, but maybe more so the NBA. It's a superstar-driven league. The superstars are more marketable than anybody. We've seen that going back to the 1980s with Bird and Magic. and only got bigger with Jordan in the 90s, Kobe in the 2000s, the 2010s. It's LeBron James. One thing the NBA has been very blessed with is they can take that one, that, that one particular name and make him the face of the league and make him very profitable. And not only that, with social media and this era of the 21st of the second decade of the 21st century that we're living in, LeBron James is bigger than any superstar before him. Pretty much, I agree with that too, Frank. With uh, it's a good way to look at it because when you look how everybody praises LeBron, everybody wants LeBron in the NBA Finals. There's no not question. Not me. No, not not me either, and not Josh, because we know that we get <laughs> pretty tired of the fact that with with the way the NBA is, that everybody praises him. My concern is is that I'm tired of it. I'm exhausted from it because since 2011, it's always been LeBron James in the NBA Finals, and then when he loses an NBA Final, 
They don't give the other team slack. Like what I'm saying, for instance, oh, do we where? all remember? Wait, 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 what? No, 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 Frank. Let me finish. <laughs> Frank, let let me finish. In 2011, ever noticed that when Dallas beat Miami, nobody was giving the Dallas Mavericks any credit at all, and all the media attention was focused on LeBron James and why he lost. 2012, everybody was Oh, great. LeBron got his first NBA championship. Same thing in 2013. Same thing with uh, 2014 when he lost in five games to the San Antonio Spurs. And then this year they ended up losing in six games when he made his decision to go back to Cleveland. That's why I'm saying I hope that when June comes we can have new teams. I know that the experts and ESPN and all the other channels are begging for the Cavaliers and for LeBron to make the return to the NBA Finals. I hope not, because it's just getting to be too much. The guy is an overrated basketball player. I don't care what all of you say, and, and uh, you know you can agree with me or, or disagree. LeBron James is overrated. He is an underachiever. Amen. If you watch, if you watch the way Amen. the guy, yeah, if you watch the way the guy plays in the playoffs, he walks it up the court. He seems distracted. He doesn't seem like he really cares about winning for himself, the teammates, and especially the fans. If it was in Cleveland or in Miami, he's overrated. And if LeBron thinks that he's the next Bird, Magic, or Jordan, LeBron, you must be high on something. It's a mistake. It's crazy. You need to maybe learn something from Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, or Michael Jordan. And Skip Bayless, you know something? If you say that that Larry Bird, Magic, and Michael Jordan need to learn something from LeBron, you really need to quit being a journalist and retire. You're a schmuck. Amen. Amen. Great job, buddy. Oh, Frank, Frank, we'll get to that when we go to the break. We have to get some other stuff out of the way. But I, I, I totally agree with everything you just said there, Sean. Um, LeBron is not a top 50 player. If he played in this era, if he played in the 90s or the 80s, he would never win a championship. It's just that simple. We're going to head to the break. We're going to play a little fact or fiction. It's one of our fun segments we do. And then, we'll, of course, don't forget we'll have Skippy Bale's back shower, top of the hour. You listen to Sports Drive here on Shock Journal Radio, Radio, Radio. One eight seven seven cars for kids. K A R S cars for kids. One eight seven seven cars for kids. Donate your car today. Also on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. One eight seven seven cars for kids. K-A-R-S, Cars for Kids, one eight seven seven cars for kids Donate your car today. Taking a family of five to the amusement park can cost a small fortune. Oh, yeah. So to save some money, we thought, hey, let's bring the amusement park to us. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. Uh, step right up. Step right up, young man. Are you ready to ride the Wacky Waterfall? 
That's just the bathtub with the shower head running. Nope, it's the wacky waterfall. It's the shower, Dad. Waterfall. Wacky. There's an easier way to save. To get a free rate quote, go to Geico.com. Then buy online at your local Geico. Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit jockjournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At jockjournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's jockjournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to to go and it's jockjournal.com taking a family of five to the amusement park can cost a small fortune oh yeah so to save some money we thought hey let's bring the amusement park to us go ahead all right uh step right up step right up young man are you ready to ride the wacky waterfall that's just the bathtub with the shower head running nope it's the wacky waterfall it's the shower dad waterfall wacky there's an easier way to save. To get a free rate quote, go to Geico.com. Then buy online, over the phone, or at your... Okay, we're back. I had to surf porn and post my pics on an adult website. Welcome back to the Sports Drive here on Jack Journal Radio and JackJournal.com. Hope you guys enjoy the show. We've got open phone lines for you at 602-753-1743. If you have any disagreements or uh, soliloquies or uh, responses to what we just talked about in the NBA, give us a ring. We'd love to hear from you guys. Um, ring, ring, ring. Don't forget, we'll be joined by we'll be joined by Brian Snow at the top of the hour for the Skippy Bales Bash Hour, and me and my uh, myself and Frank Sprinkle will be having a debate on pro wrestling. Weapons and are legal. Frank Sprinkle and why Frank Sprinkle is stuck in the past. But besides that, we got other stuff to get into right now. Uh, before we take our second break of the commercial uh, of this hour, um, let's play a little fact or fiction. Now, I debuted a segment last week called Yes or No, and we're going to do a little twist on this. I'll pose a question, and you guys just say fact or fiction. No long soliloquies with it, no long responses. Just say fact or fiction, all right? I got ten questions for you. Yeah, you guys ready? Ready. So yeah, ready sure. Yep, yeah. ready to rock and roll. Let's do it. Just read it. Just read All it. All right. Let's do it. Is Johnny Mansell born to be a Dallas Cowboy? Fact or fiction? What? Uh, fiction, dude. Uh, listen, listen. Born to be a Dallas Cowboy. <laughs> yeah, listen, the Dallas Cowboys are measured in success and Super Bowl championships, which they haven't uh, been able to. Uh, if you're going to talk about the modern Dallas Cowboys, maybe fact. But if you're going to talk about where the Dallas Cowboys should be, fiction. I'm going to go with fiction. Uh, actually, yeah, I'm going to go with fiction. And I know, Josh, there's going to be a Skippy quote on that because I saw what Skip Bayless said about that. We'll save it when we get there. I can't there. wait for the bash hour. I, the bash hour. I really can't. <laughs> All right, question number two, fact or fiction. Is Fred Poiper the right choice for the Chicago Bulls at head coach? We'll start with Sean. Fact. Fact? I got to go with okay. fact as well. How about you first? I gotta go with facts as well. Facts. From what I've seen, that from what this Bulls team needs, at least from what I'm hearing, yeah, I gotta say fact. 
I, I'm going to go back to on only one key point here. The Bulls' offense is not going through the motion. And that's what's important. The defense is already established. It's, I, I like what I'm seeing so far. But let's get to the next one. Fact or fiction, is Jay Cutler having his best year as the Chicago Bears quarterback? We'll start off with Frank. I'm going to have to say it's looking to be more fact uh, because of the fact that he is he, he's, he's starting to feel more confident in himself and he's throwing more touchdowns and not turning ball over, over much. So, yeah, i got to say fact, definitely, definitely fact. Sean? Fact. Nothing else? I what just want to. I, I just want to go fact and keep it short. Got two facts here, buddy. Well, I, I, you can explain why, but it just can't be super long. You know what I mean? Right. All right. Let's uh, get to the next one here. Yeah. Go ahead. What are you gonna say? I would say fact on that. I just uh, I've got my reasons. I just think that it's uh, so true with. Uh, uh, with that situation. What about you, Josh? Um, I'm going to go with – I'm 50-50 on this because um, I think a lot of people overlooked what he did when he first came to Chicago when they made the NFC Championship due to the injury he suffered during that particular season. And uh, I, I thought he had a great year that year as well. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's kicking ass this year. Um, let's get to this next one. Is Dwight Howard an uh, overrated NBA player and a bust as as far as being an elite forward in the NBA? Uh, I'll start first. I'll say fact. Fiction. Sean? Fiction. Wow. Why? I just I, – I think he's a great NBA player. He's a guy who blocks shots. He's a rebounder. He's a great player. Sure, he wants to win a championship, and he's had some playoff disappointments with Orlando and Houston, but I'm going to go fiction. That's why he's had playoff disappointments, and at times we saw this in Orlando, his ego has gone in the way. I got to say, Sean, I disagree with you, buddy. Fact here. He's overrated. Real quickly, I think (laughs) I understand where you're coming from, Frank, because you're kind of saying, look what happened between him and Stan Van Gundy. That is true, and that's why I gotta go fast. You don't hear much about Dwight Howard uh, being more humble. Maybe he's a little more humble. Perhaps they go deep into the playoffs and maybe go to the NBA Finals. Who knows? But I gotta say fast. Josh. All righty. Let's get the tiebreaker started. We got five more here. Facts or fiction, boys? Should NFL move a team? Hold up. Let me rephrase that. Will the NFL move a team to London in 2016? Fact or fiction? Sean? I'll go first. I'm going to say fiction, okay? And I'm not going to break about this, but look, an NFL team in London for 2016 is an absolute joke. You do that, I'm sure as heck not going to try to get up early every Sunday to watch a game at 6.30 a.m. Pacific time, which is 8.30 your time, and 9.30 a.m. Eastern time. It makes no sense. I'd say get rid of abolish the NFL in London totally. That's why we got a joke of an NFL commissioner. Get to you, Frank. Thank you. I got to agree with Sean and go fiction. I'm hoping that a team never – look, first of all, uh, for a team to move to London, this is not like Los Angeles where you're in the continental United States 
and you have to work on tangibles. You have to work on tangibles with London in terms of travel and all of that. And I just hope we don't see a team in yeah. 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019. And to the English that love our game of football, hey, good for you. It's a great game. But you know what you want to do if you want to see a, a football game, an American tackle NFL football game? Get your butt on a plane, fly across the Atlantic, <laughs> and visit an NFL stadium. Or you can sell set ship on a, on a, on a boat. Just go. We just look. We, we don't take your soccer. Come see our football. We don't take your soccer way. You shouldn't oh, have our God. football. Oh man. You got a play. No comment for me on that. <laughs> um, it's the people too fast. Frank, take it easy there. All right, is the Chicago Blackhawks the most dominant organization in sports today? Okay, I'm going to have to go um, based on the titles. I'm going to have to say fact because – and here's the one thing that's sad. Wow. Many people are going to say fiction. Here's the thing. Many people are going to say fiction, but the championships speak for itself. They have won three Stanley Cups in this since the decade began, and they have not lost the Stanley Cup final. Now, if you ask many people because they don't give a beaver's damn about hockey – they're going to say fiction. They're probably going to say a team like the New England Patriots, and I have great respect for. Uh, they may even say the Cleveland Cavaliers, which if you say the Cleveland Cavaliers, I want to open your brain and, and examine it because you completely <laughs> have issues. So i got to say that. I'm not trying to be biased here, but the proof's in the pudding. Three titles since the decade began. Chicago Blackhawks for me. Fact. Sean? Ooh, this was a good question you asked here, Josh. You know, I have to uh, say fact. You guys know I like you both. You guys are like brothers to me. I like you too. You know what? You know, you guys are like brothers to me. I only tease you and bust your chops about the Blackhawks. And I can tell you, I I, I give them props. That was a heck of a series that they won in 2013 against the uh, Bruins. Not trying to be biased here. I'm working really hard with that. But you have to admit, the Blackhawks, have just been a dominant team to play, like to go up against. Anybody who wants to take them on, they need to watch out. So, yeah, i got to go with fact. And maybe Chicago is going to see more championships because they're trying so hard to do what Boston has done, even though I'm – you know what I'm getting at. I'm just trying to not try to be biased or anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Um, let's go to this next one. It's a boxing question. I don't know how – or knowledge you guys have on boxing. Yeah, hey, it was a deal on North Boxing on Saturday. Is Floyd Mayweather the greatest boxer of all time? <laughs> okay, let me start there. Definitely fiction. Oh, my goodness. You know what? <laughs> De- definitely fiction. Okay, sure, he beat Manny Pacquiao in one of the most boring in one of the most boring matches I ever saw, and thankfully I didn't have to pay $100 for it. But if you take a look at Money's uh, opponents before that, dude, he was getting by on easy street. I guarantee you Ali in his prime, it would be TKO. It would be good night, Floyd Mayweather. Goodness, fiction. Mm-hmm. With a capital F, fiction. Um, let's go to this next one. Uh, what about me? More yeah, what about Sean? Oh, my bad. Sorry. Yeah, my bad, buddy. Go ahead. That's on me. I'm sorry. No, no, no. That's okay. That's all right. Uh, I'm going to vote fiction on this. You talk about other great boxers. You talk about Muhammad Ali, Sonny Liston, uh, Sugar Ray. 
Leonard, Havander Holyfield. You've got a. I don't know a lot about boxing, but it definitely is fiction because you look at all the other boxing greats. And uh, Josh, did we get to you on that factor fiction? I I definitely say fiction because as it was public knowledge that went viral on the internet, even Oscar De La Hoya said that he's not the greatest and. I, I think Floyd Mayweather is not even better than uh, Oscar De La Hoya. Maybe the record will say differently, but as a fighter and pure entertainment size, he wasn't. He took Pacquiao. I know he beat Pacquiao, but it really wasn't a dominant. Honestly, honestly, Frank, that game was a rip. That that fight was a rip off. We're a rip off. I didn't pay a hundred dollars for it. Not a rip off for me. I didn't pay a hundred dollars unlike so many people. (laughs) I was smart. I watched it for free. I have to admit, mm-hmm. before we get to the next one, that when that match happened, I heard there was a lot of negativity that it wasn't a good boxing match. And I know that Pacquiao, and I think it was Pacquiao, said he wanted a rematch with Mayweather because of how bad the reviews was in Las Vegas. I think they're mid- I think a rematch um, will happen at some point. Good point. Um, let's see. Um, we got two more here. Okay. Mm-hmm. John, will John Harbaugh be fired at the end of the season? I'm going to say fact. I'm going to start. I'm going to say fact here. Uh, it hasn't been a good year wow. for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, they haven't met expectations. Hey, this is about a now league. You know what? The guys won a Super Bowl. It's been a great run, but unless they drastically turn around, I got to say fact. I'm uh, going to vote. Sorry. I'm going to disagree, Frank. I'm going to vote fiction because let me tell you something. Uh, Because, look, it's the first year. And do you honestly think that a coach who gets hired could actually try to get that team maybe to the national championship or play in a football game? We're talking about John Harbaugh. No, not Jim Jim Harbaugh. Buddy, John Harbaugh. Oh, my gosh. Okay. All right. All right. All right. right. Let's rephrase it. I um, Actually, I'm going to stick with – yeah, I'm going to stick with fiction. Why? Because there's been injuries with the Ravens. They've had, they've suffered heartbreak. They've had to deal with a lot. I don't think he's going to get fired. I think he's honestly going to stay on as the coach of the Baltimore Ravens. I'm sorry about that. My bad. Yeah, you bad. You're a very bad boy. <laughs> Josh, what do you think? <laughs> no supper for uh, you. To- to- totally fiction. I, I and I disagree on this then because. When you look at the Ravens, they're uh, one step closer to being the AFC championship again uh, last, last year. Yes, this has not been a good year for the Ravens, but the Ravens, outside the Patriots, have been one of the most dominant teams in the AFC for the last 15 years. And John Harbaugh has been a big part of that. So I, I, I sincerely. So was Brian Billick. That uh, was Brian Billick. Uh, Brian Bills was there for a couple of years. It wasn't that long. Many years. He was there for many years. They won a Super Bowl. Honestly, I would give more credit to Ozzie Newsom, their general manager, than I would uh, Brian Bills. <laughs> well, you know, so you do have me. a great point there. No, you have a great point there about Ozzie Newsom because uh, once they left uh, Cleveland after the 95 season, go to Baltimore, became the Ravens, uh, he did put together, starting in 96, the hallmark of what became a Super Bowl team four years later. Correct. Last one here, ladies and germs. Fact or fiction? Let's say the Giants don't make the playoffs. Well, the Giants let go Eli Manning. Fact or fiction? Sean Mann, you're up first. 
All right, I'm going to vote and say uh, fiction. I don't think Eli Manning will be let go as the Giants quarterback. It's just that it sure is amazing what this Giants team has been through over the years. Like, you think about it, uh, with the fact that they have had to battle and fight to keep their coach, which is Tom Coughlin, there as head coach. But I don't think Eli Manning will go anywhere. I'm going to just – I will vote fiction on that, and I think he'll come back – uh, suppose the Giants do not make the playoffs. Frank? Based on what he accomplished with the two Super Bowls, very mere images of each other, great Super Bowls, and not to mention Tom Coughlin, too. I'm going to say both. Look, fiction. These guys aren't going anywhere. Uh, as Eli Manning is the, is the topic here, however. And I know he's had his trouble with interceptions. At times it has been disastrous. But understand, this Giants team, they're fighting for tops in the NFC East. I can't see Eli Manning go definitely fiction. Oh, here we go. I had one more thing I forgot I wanted to add here. One bonus fact fiction, then we'll wrap it up here. Yeah, because WWE um, sucks. Yeah, according to you. <laughs> you keep poking the bear. Keep, keep poking the bear. Anyway, um, fact or fiction, will NFL move their schedule to 18 games next season? Yes or no? I'm going to go start here. I'll say Frank, go fiction. Ahead. I'll say fiction at least for next year. I don't want to see 18 game seasons, and this is going to be an uphill fight with the union. But if indeed the NFL is going to go to an 18 game schedule, which I hope it might not be for a few years, but for 2016, fiction. Sean, I think when you look at this, I'm going to have to vote most definitely fiction. Don't do this. Do not put an 18-game schedule for the NFL because look at it. Okay, first there's a couple factors. A, there's mm-hmm. the safety of the health and players. Okay, there, yeah, yeah, it's just health. yeah, the rock. You know, think about it. You're playing 18 you games. Better. 18 games. Then you're thinking about the scheduling of games because now all of a sudden, what's next? Are we going to have like, okay, are we going to do the first 10 games on like NFL and CBS? And then are we going to start just doing NFL Network and CBS then go to the NFL Network or like, oh, all the way from like 10 to 16? This is a stupid idea. I just, you know what? I have to say this, and that is I don't want to drag on and on because I want to keep this short. But the NFL is starting to turn into a real Bad, bad league. Why? Because look, look at the scheduling <laughs> game and look at the two games that they possibly play. If they do 18 games, you're talking maybe middle or late August when the NFL season begins. Too long of a season, yeah. and you're going to see players get hurt. Let's go to you, Josh. Um, you know what? With the way the NFL is going right now, and the fact that. Seven, eight, and one teams, and teams under 500 continue to make the playoffs. I would not be surprised in an effort to construe that trend. They would actually—I'm actually seeing facts. Um, Whoa! <laughs> sorry, guys. Okay. I think no, no, no. Re- I, I, your think a, I, I think it's a reality that they're moving to 18 games next season. And that's the wrap for uh, uh, this week's fact or fiction. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you missed any of today's episode or any of our episodes, uh, check out uh, jockjournal.com in the Jock Journal radio section, and you'll find our on-demand episodes there and also on iTunes. Uh, before we uh, head to our final break and uh, start the Skippy Dale's Bash Hour, quickly, guys, uh, um, last night we had the final Bash of Awards. Uh, it was the um, 
Uh, NL and AL Cy Young Award winners, Dick Arietta won, and uh, Dallas Keuchel, the Houston Astros, won the AL Cy Young. Uh, what was your guys' thoughts on the awards they saw last night and some of the other awards that came out this week for the MLB? Uh, if I could go first, yeah, go start with it. if I start with Arietta, congratulations, props. He had a magnificent year for the Cubs, 22-6. and six. It could be the start of many things to come for the Chicago with that decision, Josh, to make him the National League uh, Cy Young Award winner. Frank? Listen, Jake Arrieta winning the Cy Young Award, I'm not shocked. That was expected. If if nobody – I mean, the question was who was going to win the American League uh, uh, Cy yeah. Young Award, and that was Dallas Keuchel. That was the only question here. But Jake Arrieta, look, no surprise. I thought, though, toward the postseason, he wasn't as the dominant force as he was throughout the regular season. Uh, he did pick up the win in the one-game playoff at Pittsburgh. Looked shaky toward uh, the later innings. And say what you want. That, uh, look, the Cubs, and that wasn't just Jake Arrieta. It was the entire Chicago Cup ball club. They clearly weren't in that NLCS against the New York Mets. They didn't even deserve to be there. But you know what? I do believe yeah. everything is set for the next few years, potentially next year, in terms of where the Chicago Cubs want to be. Look, if anything, not to change the subject from Jake Arrieta, but if anything, Hopefully, this NLCS experience for the Cubs becomes a great thing because they need motivation. They need something to learn from. It was a disaster, but I'm going to give the Cubs a pass here because this was a great season. They went to the playoffs. They went farther than the St. Louis Cardinals, who won 100 games. If you told me that the Chicago Cubs uh, were going to have the season that they had and lose in the NLCS, my jaw would have dropped. So the Chicago Cubs exceeded expectations here. And you know, I, you know what? Before we get to you, Josh, uh, what you say, Frank, is very, very interesting. Because when you look at it, gentlemen, okay, notice I said it's a sign of things to come. Because I, And you know what? ESPN Baseball tonight, the day after they got swept by the New York Mets, still said the future is bright with the Chicago Cubs because they still got they still got Theo Epstein, who is the general manager and senior vice president of the Cubs. He knows how to fix teams. I saw it with, with what he did when he was with uh, Boston. Now he went to Chicago saying, look, I did one thing with Boston. I got, I got them two championships. I want to go to Chicago and do the same thing here with the Cubs. And then you look at what he does. He brings in Joe Madden. Joe Madden says that they'll get to the playoffs. They did that. And yeah, they did exceed they did exceed expectations because look what they were able to do. They knocked off the best baseball team on the planet, which was the St. Louis Cardinals. So people probably yeah, go ahead, Sean. And so with Joe Madden coming there, really Joe Matt Joe Madden coming there, Frank and Josh. He's the right man. He's the right man for the job because he knows how to turn teams around. And then you got Theo Epstein who really can make sneaky moves at the last minute. What do you think, Josh? What mm-hmm. do you think of the NL Cy Young Award and the AL Cy Young Award? Be honest, winners? you're a White Sox fan. Be honest here. <laughs> be honest. I'm, I'm kind of pissed off, to be honest with you. Um, I, I think Jerry, I think Arias deserved it on the National League side, but excluding his record and excluding the team he plays for, Chris Sale in my opinion, and I may be biased in the sense, but Chris Sale, in my opinion, is the best pitcher in the MLB. And how he 
business in first place is an atrocity. Atrocity. <laughs> Rob Manfred, if I had, if we had an award for a Nimrod of the Week, it would be you, my friend. Whoa. And whoever's the voting committee. Anyway, we got to head, we got to head to commercial break before I start cursing again. Uh, yeah, how, yeah, how is Chris Sale not the AL Cy Young Award winner? Go to commercial. This is a family-oriented uh, yeah. program. Or we try I'm to be. pissed off. I am pissed off. We're Settle down, dude. I'm scared. Hour number one of the show is over. When we come back, we'll start the Scooby Bayless Bash Hour. We'll have the debate with uh, uh, myself and Frank Frankel on wrestling. That should be interesting. And then we'll quickly, as quickly as can, pick that terrible Tennessee-Jacksonville game tonight. All that coming up next. We have Brian Snow for the Arena Sports Network coming up next. Hour number two of the Sports Drive with Sean Man and Josh Lopez starts next. Cars for kids, K A R S cars for kids, one eight seven seven cars for kids. Donate your car today. Also on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. One eight seven seven cars for kids. K-A-R-S, Cars for Kids, one eight seven seven cars for kids Donate your car today. Taking a family of five to the amusement park can cost a small fortune. Oh, yeah. So to save some money, we thought, hey, let's bring the amusement park to us. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. Uh, step right up. Step right up, young man. Are you ready to ride the Wacky Waterfall? Not just the bathtub with the shower head running. Nope, it's the Wacky Waterfall. It's the shower, Dad. Waterfall. Wacky. There's an easier way to save. To get a free rate quote, go to Geico.com. Then buy online, over the phone, or at your local Geico office. Cars for kids, K-A-R-S, Cars for Kids, 1877 Cars for Kids, donate your car today. Also on the web at carsforkids.com, that's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. 1877 Cars for Kids. K-A-R-S, Cars for Kids, one eight seven seven cars for kids Donate your car today. Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit jockjournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. 
It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At jockjournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's jockjournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to go, and it's jockjournal.com. Bayless Bash. Skip Bayless talks crap all day long, and now it is our turn. We all know Bayless is a moron, but now the Jock Stars fight back. One more time for good measure. I love it. <laughs> it is time for the Skippy Bayless Bash. Skip Bayless talks crap all day long, and now it is our turn. We all know Bayless is a moron, but now the Jock Stars fight back. Oh I yeah, love it. I laughed so yeah. hard with that intro for Skip Bayless. Welcome to the best sports talk radio segment in the entire world today. Skippy Bayless Batshower, right here on the Sports Ride with Sean Mann and Josh Lopez. Hour number two has begun. Uh, we got some big win reports from Bumblebee, USA, Indiana. We got Sean from Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. And let me introduce our great friend and my bro, uh, Brian Snow, the El Jefe of the Arena Sports Network. What's going on, bud? Just to uh, let you guys know, and Josh, you and I talked about this, this one is in honor of my sweet little girl, Donna. Let's get the bad boy started. Sean, do the intro, and once you, once you say Stevie Bale's bachelor, I'll play the theme song one more time, and then we'll get going. All right? Go Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's the Skippy Bayless Bash Hour. It is time for the Skippy Bayless Bash. Skip Bayless talks crap all day long, and now it is our turn. We all know Bayless is a moron, but now the Jock Stars fight back. Time to open up the cans. <laughs> Let's do this. Oh, yeah, Snowman's ready. Skippy Bayless says that the Golden State Warriors are the most overrated, undefeated team he's seen so far in the history of the NBA. Ah! <laughs> 12-0, and 0, huh? Like we talked about Tuesday, if y'all could see the look on my face. <laughs> Dude, I don't know if I want to see it. Seriously. <laughs> oh my God, Overrated, undefeated team that he's ever seen. Okay, Josh, when did he say this ridiculousness? This morning before he came on air. Okay. Overrated, undefeated. If that's not an oxymoronic sentence in and of itself, considering the fact his Cleveland Cavaliers are about to be caught by my Chicago Bulls for first place in the Eastern Conference, 
And my Golden State Warriors are undefeated, and I predict we'll be back in the finals before Cleveland gets back there again. Yep. If I may invoke the rock in this conversation, what in the blue hell were you thinking, you sick freak? (laughs) (laughs) What in the blue hell? Oh, my gosh. You know what? I agree with I agree with Snowman here. That is sick thinking for him to say that the defending NBA champions who had limited rest. Yeah. Not to mention too, you had to you had to be curious about the championship hangover, how they would fare in the early part of the season. They're twelve and zero. I'd have to say they've done. Uh, they've that just shows you the maturity of that team. Very mature. Hey, 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 Skip Bayless, you're getting your NBA Finals preview on Friday, you jackass. And I stick with my prediction with all the adversity that both teams are going through right now. In June, it'll be Jimmy Butler, Derrick Rose, and the Bulls against the Splash Brothers and the Golden State Warriors. Old Snowman's calling it now. Snowman, Snowman. Skip, Bayless, Skip Bayless will disagree with you there. He won't approve of that. He'll say it won't be fun because my Cleveland Cavaliers and LeBron James are starting the NBA Finals. Snowman, Snowman, isn't that going to be great on Friday night? I don't know if you're going to have a chance to catch. Remember, it's 9.30 for us in the Central time. You're going to try to catch some of that Bulls-Warriors uh, game on Friday night? You know what? As soon as I'm off air, I'll have the um, the warrior, either the Warriors or the Bulls call in my ear on the drive home. But I'm catching that one. Wow. <laughs> All right, let's get to the next quote, ladies and germs. Skippy Bayless said that mine. And thus we begin torture. How sad. <laughs> My Dallas Cowboys made a mistake not signing Johnny Mansell in the draft. Okay, this one's an honor. Okay, this one's from my sweet little girl whose favorite character was Foghorn and Leghorn. Um, what? No, I say, what in the world's that boy up to now? <laughs> he's up to starting for the Cleveland Browns. That's what he's up to starting. <laughs> For Manziel, it's a case of pick your poison. You're either going to be hounded in Dallas or you're going to be blasted in Cleveland. Who would want either one of those? It's a lose-lose situation. It's kind of like what LeBron's going through right now. Oh, did I just say that aloud? Hey, hey, Brian, don't worry. We won't have to force you to say an opinion that you don't agree with. <laughs> ESPN. <laughs> Three opinions are welcome on this show. This is where Whoa. the First Amendment is appreciated and respected. And I appreciate y'all. Well, we What's appreciate the next you? one? I appreciate the First Amendment. The next, the next one here is that Skippy Bayless says that Oscar, Hoyle, Oscar De La Hoya needs to be quiet and leave uh, Floyd Mayweather alone. Ah, see, there we go with the First Amendment. You know what? That's the First Amendment, Skip. You want to come on our show? We're going to at least give you a chance to bash us if you want. Okay, y'all move out of the way. I'm going to back out. Y'all move move out the way. My only only question is this. Skip Bayless, you have the gall, the balls, the nuts, and the nerve to tell somebody to be quiet. 
when you can't do that yourself when it comes to the Cleveland Cavaliers, the Dallas Cowboys, the Oklahoma City Thunder, and any other team, you put the word my, let's hear the taser. New England, oh, okay, sure. In front of, and every time you put the word my, taser again. In front of a in front of a team that you select, they happen to lose. Ryan, you're Correct. destroying the Shacklemeter 3000. I don't know how much more this machine can handle. Oh, I'm just getting started. <laughs> we better call here, We need a repairman. Dude, I better, I better find a repairman here. Skippy <laughs> <laughs> Bale said that RG3 makes Colin Kaepernick look like an amateur quarterback. Well, they both suck. <laughs> All right, y'all move out the way again. Oh, man. Take a picture of poison. Which yeah, one? Yeah. Both of them are relegated to the bench. And, Josh, you know I defended Colin Kaepernick for the first two and a half years he was in the NFL. But now they're both relegated. Let's Correct. speak a little truth here. They're both relegated to the bench, one due to an injury that won't go away, and both of them due to a mindset that they won't change. They cancel each other out. End of story. They offset. They offset. Replay the down. Thank you. Next, next hey, Skippy, I like. Hey, Skippy, I like to throw a flag out there. I'm throwing a red flag on that comment because one, a uh, Johnny Manziel cannot play NFL football. Tim Tebow can't <laughs> play NFL football. Matt Castle can't play NFL. Neither Brandon Weeden. Can't play NFL football either, moron. Can the Dallas right, Cowboys play next NFL one. football? Yeah. I told and you all, the Cowboys haven't had a decent all, quarterback I, I, since a fellow by the name of Troy Aikman. Yes, thank you. I feel bad for Ron there and there. He, he did a good job with the Bears. Now he's saddled with those jabronis down there. Anyway, um, Skippy Bayless said <laughs> that Jerry Jones personifies what good sports leaders are. All right, this one's mine. By the name of Robert Kraft. <laughs> okay, this this one's you mine. You get out of the way. I'm out of the way. Drive no, drive don't step truck. out of the way. You're, you're Re- repeat the quote, Josh. What, Please. Skippy Bale said that Jerry Jones personifies what a good sports leader is in today's marketplace. Okay, then I suppose the leaders of the Golden State Warriors, the New England Patriots, the Kansas City Royals, the New York Mets. And the Chicago are not great leaders, considering the fact that the teams I just mentioned did something that Jerry Jones has not done since Super Bowl Thirty. That's a title. Let me say this about Rocky Wards comparing him to Jerry Jones. Listen, we know how, how much in the toilet it, it, the Blackhawks were when Bill Wards died. Rocky Wards took over this team. He brought in the right people. Jerry Jones, that's what you need to bring in. People, you are you are the Dallas Cowboys. Unfortunately, you're the vice president. You're the general manager. Green and football people, be like Rocky Wirtz, who resurrected the Chicago Blackhawks from literally the sewer and made them in the Stanley Cup winners and a very profitable organization. Not to mention the fact that Stan Bowman, the commissioner of the NHL, I believe his exact words were when we were presented the Stanley Cup. I'd say you have a dynasty, close quote. The Blackhawks are, the Cowboys aren't, period. Yeah, this is in 1995. Bill Clinton is not the president. 
Yeah. Uh, Skippy oh, Bill. Oh, Lord. He said that he and Stephen A. Smith should do the commentary for Thursday Night Football next season. <laughs> wait a minute, that's on another network, though. Wait, you want to leave ESPN? Wait, 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 wait. Hold up. Stop. He says, hold up, stop. Penalty flag on the field. Josh, you know my first question towards you, and I know you can answer it. When did he say this ridiculousness? He said this a couple weeks ago. That he and Stephen A. should do the Thursday night football commentary. Okay. Yeah. Pretty much before before Skip and Stephen A. do the Thursday night football commentary. I think the four of us could do a better job going off of one sheet of notes than those two will do with a full week to prepare. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, wait. You know, Skip, you know Skip Bayless wants to do Thursday night football so he can just promote his favorite team. Which is why we're <laughs> intercepting the idea. <laughs> yeah, he's, he, 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 he saddled on ESPN. Too. He's not even competent or good enough to be on ESPN. Now he wants to see him on NFL Network and call football games? The guy fidgets when he sits on his damn stool. He moves around like a fucking hyena. Listen, if you want to do Thursday Night Football, I volunteer him for tonight's game. He'll realize how boring Tennessee and Jacksonville will be. So go ahead, Skip. Call tonight's oh, game. It's, 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 oh, my God. If anybody... I'm you know Listen, I'm so glad I'm calling a basketball game tonight. <laughs> because I would rather subject, I would rather watch a college football game on a Thursday night or a college basketball game or do what I'm doing, which is what I love. And I, and I said it before, and I'll say it again, in honor of my sweet little girl, strap on the headset and call a game of my own than to subject myself to two teams that undeniably, absolutely, and emphatically, what's this four-letter word I'm looking for? Suck! That's the NFL's fault. <laughs> yeah, the NFL's the one that's making you watching the suck diddly yucky football. I feel like every time I... Hey, the, the, you know something? The worst part... I, the worst, I, the worst part. I, I, who made this schedule? Who... Yeah, okay, exactly. who made this schedule hey, and hey, got hey, Roger Goodell hey, to hey, approve hey, it? Then it's Roger Goodell's fault hey. above all else. <laughs> no man, the worst part about the 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 worst part about this is the fact that all these games are divisional games. It's not the fact these games That's are worse. boring. Unwatchable. They're divisional games. I got a good idea. Why did this? You know what? Let me tell you this, though. You know, the NFL is giving games to London. I, you know what? I wouldn't mind if Ethiopia got this game. <laughs> I'm not watching it. Dude, play it in Ethiopia. Get it out. Get way out of U.S. soil. Play it in. Play it in I got a better, got a better idea. You know what you. Do? You know what you do for people who really listen. You know what you do for people who really want to watch this game. You make it a tape delay and you charge them for it. That's how you solve that problem. Yeah. How much you wait? How much you recharge? Like five cents. Yeah. Fifty-five. I don't know how much we charge, but I say tape delay and charge them. If they really, really want to see it that bad, they'll char- they'll pay the charge. 
it's like when we well, I, I, I did a I I did a show during the spring, uh was on with a friend of mine. It's like entertaining the god awful idea of the Houston Rockets and the Atlanta Hawks in the NBA finals. You do what they did in nineteen eighty. You tape the, you tape it and you play it later. Only you put it on NBA TV and you charge people for it, which is what they do already, raping the consumer out of the cost of a channel that once upon a time was free back in the late 1990s and the early 2000s. Now that it's a premium part of the NBA presentation package, which includes TNT and TBS and, God help me, ESPN having a broadcast contract, they're raping people out of Mm -hmm. their money. They're not making they're not making the NBA presentable number one and number two the presentation sucks ass period. By the way, uh, there are two uh, there are three NBA games and you know what if anybody cares about the Cavaliers they are playing and hey you got the Warriors you got the Warriors going up against the Clippers in the late TNT game you know what that's the and the Warriors are going to destroy the Clippers. I know, but my point is, Brian, my point is, Brian, the NBA has a slam dunk here because they put, as far as their late game goes, a completely better alternative than Tennessee-Jacksonville. Yeah, because considering the fact that Stephen Curry is going to light their asses up for 40 points tonight. And it's a better alternative than watching two, uh, than a team that's 2-7 and seven and a team that's 3-6. and six. No surprise with the record. I, I uh, well... I, I, I be, I'm more excited covering SmackDown tonight than I am watching that Tennessee-Jacksonville game. But, if so it was me. 1999 and the quarterbacks were Mark Brunel and Steve McNair, I'll pay attention, but take it off of Thursday night, will you please? Blake there you go. The NFL the is NFL looking in 2000. Terrible. All right, let's get to the next one here. <laughs> and it's in Jacksonville, too. What's the next one? This Sunday, this Sunday will be the 29th annual Survivor Series pay-per-view. Oh, and yes. Skippy Bayless said that if he was in a traditional Survivor Series match, Brian, Frank, and Sean, he would be the sole survivor of that match. <laughs> He'd be the first one eliminated. <laughs> I guarantee you this. He'd eliminate himself. Yeah, when he sees everybody like come in the ring, he'll piss his pants and he'll leave. Yeah, remember Drew Carey? Like he eliminated Drew himself. <laughs> yeah, Drew Carey raised my mind. I'm eliminating myself. Dude, remember he Drew saw Kane? Kane. He's... Listen, Drew Carey's not stupid. Drew Carey saw Kane and got the you-know-what out of there. Wouldn't you? <laughs> hey, Drew Carey's in the celebrity look, wing of I'm the five, but... but Listen, I'm 6'5", okay? But I felt like a flea standing next to seven-foot-one-inch future Hall of Famer Shaquille O'Neal. And I got the hell out of there. I'm not stupid. <laughs> I, could take on a, I could take on a few people. You know what? I would actually have – I would actually love the pleasure of taking a stone-cold stunner and a rock bottom, um, okay, and just for, for shits and giggles, I'd, I'd have the – I would love the pleasure of taking the last ride just to say I've been there and done that. But if I walk in that ring and I see The Undertaker, Kane, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and The Rock in there, I'm turning around and I'm walking out. Forget that. Ah, you're talking about the golden era of the – well, not, you're talking about one of the golden eras of the WWF, too. And yeah, I still call That's the why WWF. I made the comparison. No, no, but World Wildlife – it's always going to be the World Wrestling Federation to me. As far as I'm concerned, it's the WWF. Yeah, it's like I know the Sears, the Wills Tower is the Sears Tower at U.S. Cellular Field is Comiskey Park. And just like the Rosemont Horizons, the Rosemont Horizon. 
Not the Thank you, Josh. It is yeah. the Rosemont. It's not all state arena as far as I'm concerned. It is the Rosemont Horizon, period. Bingo. The sooner they, the sooner right. they discover that, better. Okay, here's the next one. we got two more before we have to let Brian go. Uh, this oh, is okay. the one that Skippy came out from today's show. Skippy Bale says that the Arizona Cardinals are overrated. Now, let me start this one off here. Whoa. Let me Whoa. start this one here. Watch Sunday Night because Football. Whoa, 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 whoa. Time out. Time out. Time out. Can I get a 60-second time out here, please? Give sure, me a full time out. Yeah, Brian, no, listen. I don't want to – I'm saving my 20s for tomorrow. I want a full time out. <laughs> the Arizona Cardinals are overrated. And yet they went into the house of the two-time defending NFC champion to put a foot in their ass. What is wrong with this picture? No, no, you tell me. Oh, tell oh, come me. On, oh, oh, come on, Snowman. Skippy believes that Arizona's not the real deal, that they're a laughing stock team and don't deserve to be there. May I invoke a little George Carlin, please? You can invoke anything. <laughs> Frank Sprinkle, Josh Lopez. Josh. Go ahead, Sean Mann. Josh, you know this one very well because we did this during the Exelon Files. I'll make this comparison. Apparently he's saying, no, there's no apparently. He's saying that Arizona's win in Seattle is a fluke. Just like, and here's where I invoke Carlin, someone telling you to get on the plane, get on the plane. You look at him and say, you, I'm getting in the plane. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like jumping out. Hey, let me let me get this in because I usually I don't rant. I'm just kind of usually let you guys do most of the ripping. But okay, so he says the Cardinals are overrated. Well, what makes the Packers overrated? What makes the Seahawks overrated? What makes the Cincinnati Bengals overrated? Arizona Cardinals, in my opinion, Brian, are the, besides the Carolina Panthers right now, are the most well-rounded team. Keyword. I agree. Team in the NFL right now. If, he, if the agree. Cardinals are overrated, you, my friend, are the Bob of uh, Bob of sports broadcasting. Shut up. Listen, Josh. You know you know how I am. If I see something and I have one opinion on it, but then later on I see something that changes my mind, I'll say it on air, and I'll say it in a heartbeat. You know, I did that after the Seahawks won the NFC a couple of years ago. Okay? At the start of the season, I wouldn't think, I didn't think that the Arizona Cardinals would be a challenge. I was wrong after the first couple of weeks of the season. I said it on my show, and I'll say it now. Aside of the Carolina Panthers, the Arizona Cardinals are the team to beat. You know, Green Bay looks fallible right now after losing at home to the, God help me, Detroit Lions. But then again, you don't put anything past Aaron Rodgers. I mean, this is the same Aaron Rodgers that came from the sixth seed to win the Super Bowl a few years ago. But aside of the Carolina Panthers, the Arizona Cardinals are the team in the are the class of the NFC right now, period. And I wouldn't be surprised, considering how the um, – considering when and where – the teams would draw, that if it's mm-hmm. Arizona and Carolina playing for a spot in Santa Clara in January. It's going to be very Sean, fun. Yeah, I told you, I, Sean, I told you about this with, uh, when we were with Sports World Radio before the season started that I thought that the Cardinals and the Raiders 
and the Bears would be a surprise team out of uh, last mm-hmm. year's teams, right? Remember those conference mm-hmm. calls we had, buddy? And I told you beforehand that the Cardinals were going to win the West. The, the split is simple. The, the Seahawks lost their edge after what happened at yep. the Super Bowl this year. They lost their edge. Yep. Pete Carroll's going to be on his way out pretty soon. Bruce Arians is not getting credit. Carroll is gone after this year. I wouldn't be surprised if Pete Carroll's gone after this year. Really, Bruce Arians doesn't get the uh, respect that he deserves. I mean, and never will either. He did win Coach of the Year. He did win Coach of the Year at Indy, filling in for uh, Chuck Pagano. Okay, Frank. Well, the Golden State Warriors won the NBA Finals this year, but what ESPN is talking about the Cleveland Cavaliers this whole offseason. No, because the, the entire media cadavers. Has, the media, listen, the Stay entire right, media. Josh, the Cleveland cadavers. I agree. Yeah, that, I, I can hardly agree, but here's something else. The entire, all of America's media got on their knees and wanted LeBron to pull his pants down so he can kiss their you-know-what. <laughs> I didn't did have to say to America's media, not us. We don't we don't play like that, okay? We're not a part we're not a part of America's media because America's media is kissing LeBron's ass and we're busy telling the truth. You know what we are we are part of me of America's reality. That's what we are. We are America's reality. Dig it. Dig it. We got we got one last quote here. Uh strap it up, boys. This one's gonna be pretty interesting. Oh boy. oh, boy. Oh, no. Oh, Lord. Wait, okay. wait, wait, wait. Let me get situated here. The wrestling ones are the best. All right, let it rip. <laughs> I have one wrestling and I have one sports, okay? okay. So, <clears throat> Skip Bayless said he is the Paul Heyman of sports talk and etiquette on air. And this, I'm trying to get this wrestling one in. I have one more sports one. Don't worry. He also said that Vince McMahon should be let go as the owner, CEO of the WWE. I can see Snowman just shaking his head. Oh wait, 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 wait. So he owns, wait, he, he, he owns the WWE and he, should, and he should be let go. Huh? Listen, I put it to you this way. The United States government in 1994 could not send Vince McMahon to prison. Do you really think that Vince McMahon is gonna is gonna be relieved of his duties as WWE commissioner? I mean, not commissioner, WWE owner, president, CEO. All I can say to Skip Bayless: Go back to the summer of 1994, and you will see that Vince McMahon is pretty much bulletproof. You know, something? No, man, I, I I have an addendum to that. Thinking about <laughs> it um, seriously, the U.S. government had two shots at Vince McMahon and they couldn't take him down. 94 was the first, was one I remember very very well. They the, 93 and 94. They had two shots at Vince McMahon and he ate the bullets and spit and spat them out. Now this little 5 foot 7 and you know this little 5 foot 7 inch 140 pounds soaking wet redhead thinks that Vince McMahon the most powerful man in wrestling should be let go as CEO. And number two, he thinks that he is the Paul Heyman of sports. T- okay. <laughs> well, that's not good. Hold on. Let me just say this, though. If you if you consider yourself the Paul Heyman of sports talk, which I have great respect 
of what Paul Heyman did with ECW and the concept. But Paul Heyman was mm-hmm. not a great businessman. If you're going to base it on his business uh, ability, then guess what? Uh, Skip Bayless, you're, you're one doom SOB. <laughs> All right. If he's talking about sports talking and etiquette, first of all, Skip Bayless should repeat the class several times over. And secondly, he should just shut up and listen and learn, which he'll never do because he's too far (laughs) on top of his high horse to do so. And I hope that when that high horse takes off, that some bitch capsizes and takes Skip Bayless along with him. Thank you. (laughs) Remember this, just before we get, if the United States government could not uh, could not uh, it could not get to Vince McMahon. What are the odds Skip Bayless will? <laughs> okay. Uh, no. I never thought I would, su- I never thought I would suggest work? this. I never thought I would suggest this, and I'm kidding as I'm kidding as I do it. We're just having fun here, folks. But can we just subject Skip Bayless to a stone cold stunner, please? No, wait, no, 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 I see the F5. No, no, he wants, to, he, he, wants to, he wants to take on Brock Lesnar. So, you know, if he wants to go up against Lesnar, let's just give him an F5. <laughs> okay, then you warm him up with a Stone Cold Stunner, a rock bottom, and a last ride, and then Brock Lesnar walks in, gives him an F5, and walks out. This guy literally thinks he can beat Brock Lesnar. I wouldn't take on Brock Lesnar. Dude, I'm in shape. I'll admit, I'm in great shape. I exercise. I'm in the best shape ever, but I am not in pro wrestling shape. Thank you. There's different sports shapes that people need to... Look, I'm 6'5 and 320 pounds, and I'm in much better shape than I was three and a half years ago. I still have a ways to go. But even I'm not stupid enough to take on Brock Lesnar. He'll flip me on, on his shoulder, give me an F5, and walk out. That match will be done in 30 seconds. I'm not stupid. <laughs> he is. Um, anyway, let's well, get delusional. to the last one here. Yeah. Last uh, quote of the day. Skippy Bayless said that, oh, man, this is going to be uh, rough. Okay. Zero uh, I, I, Brian, I, I, I'm, I'm apologizing in advance. You wait, what? Let's head down. I'm apologizing pa- in advance. Uh-oh. Oh, Sean, I think dropped. Oh, here he is. Here we go. Sean just came back. I had to get that back. Sean, you there, bud? Sean? Sean's Sean. going AWOL. Hello. 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 He's going AWOL on us. Yeah, he has internet issues in Bumblebee, yeah, Idaho. The... But that's okay. Bumblebee, Idaho. Anyway. I live in Portland, Idaho here. What's going on? <laughs> you, you know what? You, uh, you just heard you say that, dude. Okay. Okay. Me, Do we have, is is Sean Bayless. back? Even though he's in the middle of Idaho. Do we have Sean back? <laughs> wow. Skippy <laughs> hey, Bayless. Look, once upon a time, hey, I can't talk. I can't talk too much because when I was going through a difficult time, I spent a couple of months in the middle of Montana. Okay. <laughs> hey, I used to, hey, I was born and raised in Montana. Come on. All right, Josh apologized to me in advance which means I better get warmed up. Let's hear it. Yeah, Here we go. Son, I hope, you, I hope you can control your laughter on this one. This one's going to be really good. Yeah, go ahead, Swan. Okay. Mm, here we go. Skippy Bayless said that LeBron James could win a championship in any era with any team, and he also said 
that if LeBron was with the Bulls in the nineties, huh? Brian, the Bulls would win eight championships, not six, because LeBron James has more love for basketball than Michael Jordan. I'm done, Ooh, guys. Balls. I'm done. I'm done with this show. I've, I, you know, I've heard, I've heard enough. Goodbye. Okay, just a moment. Just a moment. This this one's mine and mine alone. Josh, you know my next question. When did he order this nonsense? I don't want to see nonsense? my pants laughing. Oh my gosh! I'm going, guys. Bye. I y'all y'all need to stick it. around for this. Josh, when did he say this ridiculousness? And I'm being nice. Well, well before we start, well before we start doing the uh, shows here on Blog Talk Radio, we've been off for a couple of weeks after we left Sports World Radio. Um, right. He said this three weeks ago on a Wednesday show. I heard this while setting up for my wrestling radio show, and I almost, I almost threw a chair across the studio room when I heard this. So this was three okay. weeks ago. This was three weeks ago. Okay. All right, y'all, get out of the way. Oh my Wait, my God! Jordan doesn't love basketball. Is that what is that what Skip Bayless is implying here? All right, at, all right. At, First of at all, Frank is what says he's done. I <laughs> would not look when when LeBron's. I, I make this preface: when LeBron was a free agent, I wouldn't welcome him to Chicago in the first place, even though all of my friends say he needs to come here. No, he doesn't, because if he came here, I'd be the first one to sock him in the face and tell him get the hell out and stay out. Second yeah. of all. He's already proven that he's not clutch when it comes to the playoffs. He's already proven he's not clutch when it came, when it comes to the finals. And to borrow from one Stephen A. Smith, the entire nation watched him wet the bed in 2011 against Dallas in four consecutive games, including what turned out to be the clincher. <laughs> and he said, and Baylor said that the Bulls would have won eight instead of six with LeBron James on that 90s Bulls team, sorry, no egos allowed because Phil Jackson would meet him at the door, turn around, kick him in the nuts, tell him, get the hell away from my team and don't come back. Phil Jackson's all about defense. LeBron James isn't. He's about branding. He's like Carmelo Anthony. He's about branding. He's about scoring, but he's not about championships. Because if LeBron James was about championships, he would have won all six that he participated in. Instead, he's only won two. He's lost to the Spurs twice. Yeah. The Golden State Warriors put a foot in his ass. Thank you, Jesus, for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Jesus is oh. happy to hear that. Oh, come on, Josh, Frank, and Snowman. Skippy believes that LeBron is the best player ever in the NBA and that he could beat mm. anybody yeah. out of any other era. Yeah. Oh, no. well, well, hey, hey, I'll end with this. Skip believes that LeBron can play in any era. That is some grade-A homogenized Holstein bullshit. You know that, don't you? Yeah. Hey, the self-proclaimed best player in the world doesn't lose uh, lose on a team that has four all-stars on it. And he loses against a team that average age was over the age of 30 in the San Antonio Spurs. And he was about to lose against the first year prior to that fact that he had to rely on another all-star because he can't do anything by himself. You know what's as great about my- I'm concerned, As far as I'm concerned, in the playoffs, <clears throat> 
in in LeBron, in the LeBron James era, if you want to call it that, in the playoffs, we he's are. made one clutch shot. One. And that was Game 7 in 2013 against San Antonio, which should not have been a Game 7 in 2013 because the referees screwed the Spurs in Game 6. Oh, yes, the they Spurs did. To try to, to attempt to make more shots when fouls should have been called late in the game and the, and the Spurs should have won that pulling away. Now, I place part of the blame on a rookie named Kawhi Leonard for bricking two free throws in Game 6 that would have put the Spurs up four. Okay, and Miami wants to claim all oh, for bringing the yellow tape out. We got mad. No, you didn't get mad. You got scared. Period. LeBron got scared. Ray Allen got scared. Chris Bosh, don't get me started. All got scared when they saw the yellow tape coming out. The Spurs <laughs> should have won Game Six, going away, but the referees stepped in, put their hands in the pie, made sure they got paid under the table by whistling for fouls that should not have been called for. That should have been a six-game Spurs conquest instead of a seven-game Miami kind of win. Period. That's right. Yeah, that's the right for the Skippy Bears Bashar. I want to thank uh, Brian for coming on there today. Yeah, thank you, Brian. I, I appreciate y'all. Thanks, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. And I, I like the snowman no and his reaction. Snowman and his reactions when he goes, "Hold the phone right there, second <laughs> time out." We went a little long there, but it's time to get into the debate. I hope oh yeah, yes. Add more to this tomorrow. I got weapons. But, um, I got weapons. Hey, hey, hey! Hold up, Frank. Frank, hold up, please. You're a little antsy there. Um, before we get into the debate, we're going to close off with the debate. But really quick, guys, predictions, Titans and Jaguars. Just really quick, who you got winning the game tonight? Oh, man, I cannot believe we're discussing this game. Oh, good grief. Okay, I'll go first. First of, all, first of all, I don't even give a crap whoever wins this game. Second of all, it's a joke that the NFL – because my computer had technical difficulties, but I heard what you guys were saying uh, during Skippy Bayless Bash Hour about, oh, saying that this was a joke to put this game on, and and we've been saying it all along. I might, oh, heck, I'll go with the Tennessee Titans, even though this game is meaningless. Frank, who do you like? You know what? I'm going to go opposite. I'm going to take the Jacksonville Jaguars. Whoa! They, won. They, they, defeat, they did defeat Baltimore. They, co- they are coming off a win. You know what? I could have probably have taken – I, I could have probably – I've had Jacksonville and Tennessee papers in the hand. I could have picked somebody, and that could, I could have chosen my winner that way. I'll just take Jacksonville because you're taking Tennessee. Hey, Josh, what about you? Your thoughts on tonight's Thursday night game, Tennessee and Jacksonville? Why would he care? He's watching SmackDown. I'm going I'm to go with uh, uh, Tennessee. They beat the Saints at, on the road. They could beat the Jacksonville Jaguars on the road. Anyway, let's get into this debate. We we don't have a lot of time left, but um, I'll let Frank have his opening statement. I'll have a retort. We'll try to go back and forth as much as we can. You know, the show's been flying by so fast. But, um, yeah, let's get this bad boy started. We'll start off with Frank. Uh, go, what do you have to say? Yes, thank you, Josh. Ladies and gentlemen, the world of professional wrestling is in trouble today. Professional wrestling, which was once viewed as nothing more than manly, uh, no-holds-barred entertainment, has become no better than watching the Disney Channel. 
specifically here the WWE. Now, granted, they were the WWF at one time, and shame on them for giving in to the World Wildlife Foundation. Every time I see that uh, bear, I always vision somebody behind with a steel chair and hitting the bear. Now, ever since, really, the WWF became the WWE, professional wrestling has gone downhill. If you look at where we were 15 years ago, we were living in an era of attitude. We were living in an oh, era God. of no nonsense. Of no, of oh, oh God. Yeah, that was the attitude. Out of touch. Out of touch. And the fact is, we are out of touch. The WWE has become out of touch with what made them great. Now we are living in a meaningless PG era. But then again, when I think oh, of professional God. wrestling, I think of growing up in the 1980s when you had Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, and how great it was, but how better it got. If you look at WCW when they formed in 1995, it was shortly after that when Hulk Hogan made the greatest heel turn of all time and joined Scott Hall and Kevin Nash to form the NWO. The Monday Night Wars were born, and professional wrestling never was the same again. Actually, I'll tell you what. Professional wrestling never became the same when Paul Heyman started a fed called ECW. He actually transported professional wrestling into nothing more than a no-holds-barred, no-nonsense brawl, which is my type of entertainment. If it ain't your entertainment, I don't give a beaver's damn. It is my type of entertainment. And you know what? We are too politically correct in this country today. We unfortunately are giving in to the opinions and feelings of people that we shouldn't care about. Having mentioned that, it is time to... Are you done yet? No, I'm not! Give me a couple more lines here, and then you get back. Political correctness sucks. People's feelings suck. Listen, we shouldn't have feelings in this world. Lord knows I don't. So you know what? As far as professional wrestling, let's forget about feelings here and get back to nothing more than masculine, than than manly, uh, highly testosterone entertainment. Okay. First off, I want to say this. If you're going to talk about wrestling, you need to understand what wrestling is. On the premise of what wrestling is. Don't interrupt me. Now, I I let you go. I let you go on your little soliloquy right there. And you know, there's uh, things I agree with you on that standpoint, and things I disagree with you in that. Well, you agree with me on that. Point point one, okay, Frank, wrestling is a form of entertainment that, yes, it does not make sense on preference. You have two guys simulating a choreographed fight to take place in a place of a storyline that nothing about it makes sense. But that's why people watch wrestling so they can escape reality. You Nimrod! If people care about what particular storyline, whether they're edgy or kiddy or hokey, doesn't matter because it's subjective. Wrestling was popping kiddy stuff during the 80s, but nobody else had a problem with it. Hey, hey, did you forget about the Attitude Era? Oh, it was PG during 1998. I've been watching a lot lot back in these Attitude Era Raw for the WWE Network, which you can get for $9.99. And the wrestling match done it. Fuck! 
chucks them all in. The match which was barely three minutes long. You had storylines that made no sense. Oh, oh, Val Venus, big freaky deal. Al Snow, Gilbert, Dio Brown, Cabronis. I, hey, don't get me wrong. I like the attitude just like everybody else. But my, I kept to this point, and I'm going to stick to this point because I study the product. I don't go and I go, oh, we need back the attitude era. And then I'm going to bitch on Monday Night Raw when somebody calls on somebody's family member that dies the next day because, oh, we want the attitude era back, but we can't say the attitude era these days because our feelings will get hurt. Shut up! <laughs> oh. you, represent the, you, re, you represent the fans that I get pissed off at that I had to cover every single time I do a wrestling article for WrestleZone.com. You guys don't even watch the show. You come up with these stupid soliloquies and mindsets and philosophies of what wrestling should be, and you're not even oh, watching God. the show for what it is. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't care. If, I don't care if wrestling rated G F T G R M A thirteen or fourteen. I'll watch Oh dear lord! That lame ass excuse about oh oh the attitude there was better. Oh the ECW there was better. It's all subjective. There's no right or wrong answer. <laughs> oh man, how I love you. Uh, that's what I like about you, really, because I like how opinionated you are and how strong you are about your opinions. I like that. But let me say this about the 1980s, which was a great year for wrestling. Listen, I used to watch Saturday Night Main Event before this world even knew you, Josh. And I used to have the finger puppets. I'm still ticked off on the fact that my parents said no one buying me the ring. I still haven't forgotten that. They just had the finger puppets and no ring. But the point is, we didn't know better in the 1980s. Uh, then Paul Heyman comes came along in 1993, and he took professional wrestling to new heights. You know what? I'll be honest. If you're talking about the Attitude Era, which was great for the WWF, well, actually the WWE now, but I'm still going to call it the WWF, we didn't know better, obviously. But if you take a look at what ECW presented from 1993 to 2001, I'll be honest. What ECW brought to the table made the Attitude Era look like Sesame Street. I'm not kidding. And how great mm-hmm. of an era was it? I'll tell you what. The fact is, professional wrestling is not supposed to be family-oriented entertainment. I agree. You know what? When it comes to professional wrestling or sports or whatever people's likes are, wherever it's Hollywood movies or music, it is supposed to be a distraction. You know what? We got a lot of problems in this world. We talked about them on two, uh, uh, when, we, when we did the show on Monday. We got a lot of problems, and we need distraction. And professional wrestling is one of those ways to get to be distracted. But you know something? It's about time that we get away from part of the distraction of what people think and say to everybody, kiss my you-know-what, we're going with this. Bring back attitude, or even better yet, ECW, 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 ECW. Oh, God. Hey, you can't, you, you can't have things evolved in a business if you revert back to the past. You just said we need attitude back. You can't bring an era back, you Nimrod. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You know what? People my ass. Gonna... You cannot oh, bring my... back an era back. It's an era for a reason. 
Stop. You're just kidding me. Oh, I'm killing you. I, I can't wait. I can't. I, I, dude, we, we, we need him to do the show. I can't because, kill you. Because, some, because, because, oh, wrestling's not attitude anymore. Please, it's not good. Are you watching the wrestling match these days? I There's can't no watch it. It's just, it's, I can't watch water. it. It's completely boring. I can't watch it. It's tainting my entertainment value. You know what I used to do in the late 90s and the early 2000s? I used to tape whatever Monday night game. No, I used to tape Raw or in some cases Nitro. And I used to watch the Monday night game, and then either later that night or the next day, I'd watch what I, I'd watch Raw and Nitro. Oh God! Because oh God! That's how I felt about the guys over the age of forty years old. <laughs> yeah, because having to revert back to old WCW wrestlers from the nineties is a healthy business. Nobody wants to see Goldberg wrestle these days. Nobody wants to see Kevin Nash wrestle these days. Who gives a flying thing new about Gold Dust or the APA? Or um, El Snow? I mean, look, come on, you uh, come on, you like the head concept, didn't you? You like head. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Unbelievable. Let me ask you, what do you, you, you think of the beer truck? Remember the beer truck and how great that was? I mean, tears. You <laughs> going at it just, just had me laughing the whole time. That's why I'm on mute. Do you remember? Do you remember Madkind when it when when Taker threw him off the hell in the cell? Remember how great that was? Remember the thumbtacks? Yeah. Remember oh gosh, this is hysterical. I just been sitting here, Frank and Josh. <laughs> this was a this was an abate. No Winter. question about it. Go ahead. Who's winning the debate? Um, who's winning you know, the debate? I don't care if you say Josh. I don't care. Go ahead. Uh, I can't tell who's winning the debate. I, it, it's pretty All funny. Right. It's give us the <laughs> Josh. Give the number. Josh, give the number. Give the number. Six two seven five three one seven four three. Yeah, if you want, to, that's it. call that number and then and tell us who you think is winning the debate. Remember the bill? Hey, do you remember the milk truck in the summer of two thousand one during the invasion angle? Huh? Do you remember when Kurt Angle yeah. drove the milk truck and how great that was, and how everybody was getting soaked with milk? How all the oh. even Sean, even Sean misses those days. <laughs> Sean doesn't watch wrestling. Don't put him into the scene. He doesn't watch wrestling. <laughs> hey, Sean, well, they know what? Yeah, he probably doesn't now because he doesn't want to be bored with entertainment. With all I know. All I know is Boy, this. Boy, I want to You're not even watching the show. How you know you're not? How you know the point? Rebecca, you know, tune it. I'll watch it. Take away PG and go to at least MA, and guess what? I'm hey, in. That's not the that's not the WWE's fault. That's USA Network's fault. If USA Network would not allow WWE out television, there'd be no wrestling. There'd be no wrestling. That's why they're PG. That's why they're PG. Go to I don't care what the USA Network wants. Go to another network then. Go to a network that will allow. You know what? You got your own network. Yes. Put it on your hey, own network. Hey, hey, hey! TNA was TV fourteen for the last five years. Look what happened to them. They got booted off the two networks over the last yeah, because, few years. Oh, Attitude Era. No, the Attitude Era is great. It's, I'll tell you this about the Attitude Era. Everybody's afraid of the Attitude Era because guess what? 
we go, oh, well, somebody please think of the children as Reverend Lovejoy and Mo Sislak once, or as Reverend Lovejoy's wife, Helen Lovejoy, and Mo Sislak once said, please, will somebody think of the children? When I watch professional wrestling, I'm not thinking about children. I was thinking about just watching a couple guys get their asses whipped, seeing blood, seeing weapons, and maybe seeing a few explosions and somebody getting wet with beer, beer or milk occasionally. Hey, we watched wrestling as a kid, so now you're going to be selfish and be like, oh, WWE should do product for kids. Oh, kids should not be allowed. Okay, you know what? No, I agree. I agree. Kids can watch the Yeah, kids can watch the Attitude Era. I would support kids watching Attitude Wrestling. Yeah, Josh, think of the children. Think of the children. I am. Dude, I if children think, want to watch I, stuff, they should I be allowed. Think, I, do think about, I do think about children because I was a kid during the Attitude Era, and I enjoyed it, but at the same time, I was like, all these Nimrods are always so freaking objective and biased to their certain areas they grew up in. They don't give anything a chance. I watch wrestling because I enjoy wrestling. I don't care if it's the 90s, the 80s, the 70s, or right now. Okay, let me ask you this. Going back 15 years ago, how many signs were in the crowd as opposed to now? You hardly see signs. That's a matter. That yeah, it does. The, the signs made no, professional wrestling too during that era. Yeah, they did. No, people, people are so lazy. They worry more about freaking celebrities tweeting stuff at wrestlers than they worrying about their own safety when we have terrorist attacks going around it and all this other stuff. Our generation is so lazy and worried about other stuff than stuff that really matters. Do you really you know, think today's era of people really care about bringing sides to the freaking places? They're uh, fucking lazy. Dude, listen, do you remember after the NWO formed in the WWF, how Hogan drove? Remember, this was, at, this was at the Rosemont Horizon, as we like to call it. Remember when Hulk Hogan drove uh, the Rock, who was in an ambulance with the semi? Remember that? Yes. I, you know what? By the way, I could have been there that night if I didn't have to work. I was there. I, you worked, too? I was supposed I was to have been there. I, somebody gave me a ticket the last yep. minute. Unfortunately, I couldn't make it. Which I actually, to this day, beat myself up over. Remember, remember that, was the, uh, that was also the Raw where Stone Cold, who lost uh, the title the previous night because the NWO interfered in his match against Jericho. Remember he held Remember he held Raw hostage? Yeah. I thought he had a winner here or no? Uh, let's see. The winner. Ding, 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 ding. The winner goes to Josh Lopez. Congratulations, buddy. You won, dude. Josh brought it more than Frank. Hey, congratulations, buddy. I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, that was... <laughs> that was, that fun, was a barn burner. I told you I that was bringing it. Well, I, I have to say... I have to say, as I listened to the debate, I was very close, again, to peeing my pants with laughing. Sorry for Dude, saying it. What? I was just no, to hear about that. Oh, my goodness. I was, I was laughing hard. I couldn't contain myself. Good grief. I was coughing, too, when I was laughing. Hey, congratulations. If you said you won, you won. Hey, man. I owe you a, I owe you a bud. Uh, although I still have to agree with Frank, though, Josh. Think of those children. Think of the children. Yeah, you know, I think he's not thinking. He's not thinking. Sean, you, you weren't listening to what he's saying. He's not thinking about the children. He's thinking about himself. If there's a today, nobody be allowed to watch it. Yeah, okay, Josh, maybe that, that's, that's because I was laughing too hard. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, maybe to a point. Maybe to 
all. No. Don't you think? Listen, isn't your entertainment uh, failure? Don't yeah. you think about yourself? I mean, in terms of the teams you root for, in terms of what shows you watch, don't you think about yourself to a point? Yeah. I mean, that's oh yeah, but that's thinking about yourself. Well, that's how Frank can be. That, he can always think about himself. But you know what? I'm well, no, we're going to wrap. Yeah, Frank. Oh, that's funny. That's just that's just funny. Oh man, guys, I enjoy it. Love you both. We ran out of time, but uh, any final thoughts on today's show, gentlemen? I'll go first. Uh, final thoughts. It was a great show. We were more opinionated. We gave great opinions. We had great debate. Uh, I always enjoy having Snowman come. I think now him and I are starting to become good friends just because of his his humor and his his perspective on Skip Bayless. And uh, today was a much better show. And I know and I feel that I did a lot better today uh, on some better today. And Frank did great. Josh did great. Props as always. Uh, I'm ready to definitely get back at it tomorrow. Guys, Frank? I'm looking at. I'm, I'm trying to find a list of third world countries this Jacksonville, uh, Tennessee game could be played in. Does anybody know of some countries that should volunteer to host this game? Why would Ethiopia uh, want to have it? What, what are they going to do in Ethiopia? Good grief! Bad, bad country, bad football. Hey, it goes hand in hand. <laughs> it goes hand hey, in hand. Frank, do you have any final? Frank, do you have any final thoughts, bud? Yeah, Jacksonville and Jacksonville and Tennessee. Yikes! No, on the show today, you hump. Not the show. Hey, you know what? All I can say is, Sean, man, Josh Lopez, that's what makes the show worthwhile for me. And as long as we're having, I I just have to say, as long as we're having fun with the show and we're doing well and we give it our all and give it our best, I think that's what matters the most is giving it effort and trying and having fun. And of course, expressing about what you believe in and not always agreeing. You know, it's always good to disagree because you come up with your own personal opinion. On that note, we're going to wrap it up there. I want to thank you guys for checking out the Thursday edition of the Sports Ride. This is episode number seven. You can check out all our on-demand episodes on jockjournal.com in the Jock Journal section. I want to thank Brian Snow for calling in today. I want to thank Frank for the great debate today. Uh, uh, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at Da Sports Drive, DA Sports Ride, Da Sports Drive. We're at, uh, at Twitter at WC Josh Lopez, at Sean Man, SWR. Check out jockjournal.com. Subscribe, download the podcast, spread a word about this podcast and this show. This is a show for real sports fans. They're not afraid to share their own opinions. We'll be back tomorrow for another show where we make our picks for week 11 of the NFL season. For Sean Mann, Frank Sprinkle, my name is Josh Lopez. This has been the Sports Drive here on Jock Journal Radio. Don't forget, life is short, but it's what you make out of it. Amen. Bye. Yep, we'll see you tomorrow. Uh, Mike. Yes, we'll see you tomorrow for songs. Frank, my name is Josh Lopez. This is the Sports Drive here on Josh Journal Radio. We'll see you tomorrow. You rap at. That was NFL Talk Late Night. All right, are we back? Yeah, we're. You just heard the Sports Drive with Josh Lopez and Sean Mann. You are listening to Jock Journal Radio. We offer news.
opinion, and discussion all the time for you jock stars. Catch you later, jock stars. cannot miss and I made this appointment before we embarked on this venture so I will be missing one Monday uh, sometime in late December just to let you guys know if that's okay sure that's we, I made that appointment I made that appointment before we started this mm-hmm. that's fine all right I think we all did good today I you know I, I tried so hard Josh to make sure oh